Angels climb up and down a ladder to heaven in Jacob's dream. The psalmist, in a tone half fearful and half grateful, admits that there is no escaping God's presence, neither in heaven, nor in the grave, nor in the uttermost parts of the sea. In his epistle to the Romans, Paul proclaims, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. And in the gospel reading, Angels stand at the ready to reap a harvest at the end of the age, separating those who are weeds from those who are wheat and throwing the weeds into a furnace of fire. Through each of our readings this morning runs a theme of interaction with the divine, of an interventionist God who proclaims covenants to Jacob, guides with a celestial right hand, reveals glories, and imposes judgment on our actions. All of which might beg the age-old question, where then is God now? To which I'm afraid I have no answer. Yet despite all this bursting in of the presence of God in our readings, at the center of our gospel text is this curious hands-off directive from Jesus. Leave things be. Let the weeds grow with the wheat until the harvest when their true nature will be revealed. That sounds more like what our world is. The bad thrown in with the good and left to blossom, sometimes indistinguishably from the good. As Christians, as people of justice, this is hard to accept. Isn't justice delayed, justice denied? In the parable of the wheat and the weeds, the owner of the field instructs his servants to let both plants grow together until the harvest, because in uprooting the weeds, some wheat might also be destroyed. The weeds in question are called bearded darnel. They grew in first century Palestine. It was a pernicious plant, this bearded darnel. Its roots surrounded the roots of good plants, sucking up their nutrients and water and becoming so enmeshed with the wheat that you couldn't extricate them without harming all the crops. Above ground, these weeds looked very much like wheat until they matured and showed their seed. So it makes perfect sense that the master of the field would let wheat and weeds grow together until harvest time. Well, okay, I'm just going to save us a lot of trouble here and give you the moral of this story up front, at least, at least the one I think we're meant to take away this morning. Today's parable cautions us not to weed out or completely discount the people in our midst that we perceive as bad or evil because we cannot see their roots and we can't always tell their true nature from their appearance or even their actions. Our judgment is imperfect and our perspective subjective. So we risk condemning those who might actually turn out to be good or fruitful. 
Jesus says, wait until the harvest, the end of the age, when God's perfect judgment will uproot and cast out the evil. As the psalm proclaims, God searches us out and knows us from our sitting down to our rising up, and God alone can judge. Well, that's true, we believe. But it's also true, of course, that we're not supposed to just sit idly by while injustice runs rampant. More on that later. So wheat and weeds. Don't discount others based on what you see because you never know. People are more complicated than that. Remember the photos in early June of the police officer in Louisville, Kentucky, who got separated from his colleagues and was surrounded by threatening protesters? Five of those protesters formed a human chain to protect the officer from the angry crowd. But protesters hate the police, we are told. Well, those five men were following Jesus' directive to not judge based on appearance. One of them said later, if I can hold my brothers accountable, if I can march with my brothers and turn against them to say this isn't right, that's where the accountability comes in. In the end, that's all that we are asking for. What we need is for those great cops to hold their brothers and sisters accountable at all times. Another one of the protesters who formed the human chain said, this guy is somebody else's son. He's somebody else's loved one. The officer himself insisted, those guys, they saved me. And I am beyond thankful. If it wasn't for them intervening and recognizing that I was in trouble and helping me, I am sure that I would have been assaulted in one form or another. I've cried over that incident. It was a moment where strangers came together to help another stranger, and that stranger was me. Wheat and weeds, which is which? Defund the police, we cry. And reforms are absolutely necessary, not just cosmetic changes, but lasting commitments to lessen violent confrontations and brutality, and to hold those accountable who commit them. There are weeds among the wheat in law enforcement. New footage of Derek Chauvin and the other officers who knelt on the body of George Floyd until he died show him casually chatting with his colleagues as the man below him begs and pleads for his life. But we must take care not to throw out the good with the bad. I think of Los Gatos officer Bill Hoyt, liaison to the homeless in our town. He knows most of them by name and many of them by ailment or struggle. He's counselor, enforcer, and protector to them, and sometimes even advocate. Just this Thursday, I was CC'd on a lengthy email update he gave to Joe Greiner, our food pantry coordinator about the goings-on at Tuesday's pantry here and Thursday's shower program at the Methodist Church. Officer Hoyt also safeguards our volunteers and our church campus, 
and he really respects what we do to try and help our neighbors in need. I would hate to see his position defunded. Now this may sound like anecdotal evidence, but we know there are many more cops, many more cops who try to do good, even as there are all too many who wield their power mercilessly. The difference between officers Chauvin and Hoyt is that only one follows Jesus' directive not to judge weed from wheat based on appearance or prejudice. James Bennett resigned from his post as editorial page editor of the New York Times last month after mounting criticism from the left all but forced him out for running an op-ed by U.S. Senator Tom Cotton, an opinion piece calling for a military response to civic unrest in American cities. This cancel culture from the left has its counterpart on the right, of course, mutatis mutandis, but it seems to be in the ascendant these days, ruining careers right and left. So now, now we have one less capable newspaper editor. And guess what? Canceling him did nothing to stop that senator's called for military response from happening just last week. A frightening deployment of federal agents in Portland, Oregon, who showed up in unmarked vans and basically kidnapped protesters, blindfolded some, and took them to an undisclosed location for questioning. Vladimir Putin is influencing our nation in more ways than one, it seems. Cancel culture, federal agents. Can we really expect either to heed the words of Jesus to let them grow together, dissenting opinions and dissenting citizens? So I've kind of pinned myself into a corner here uh, because I really don't have a solution for how to realistically follow the demands of this parable and refrain from judging until harvest time. I do it myself. And we do have to make judgments and decisions that further justice here on earth. Maybe there are many smaller harvests or prunings that need doing so that righteousness can be allowed to flourish and bloom in our land. Maybe my exhortation to you this morning is simply this. Keep your eyes open for weeds that are actually wheat and temper your own prejudices as much as you can. I do believe God would have us behave a certain way towards one another to love our neighbor as ourself. But how that works when your neighbor wants something from you like your land, your opportunities, or your life, that's harder. But it's what we must discover how to do in these parlous days. Much as we'd like to act as if the world is us and them, the parable of the wheat and the weeds insists that there is only we. Together, may we work towards becoming a people who establish righteous covenants, who guide those who have strayed with a right hand of compassion, who reveal the glories that may be found when opposing sides actually sit down at the same table to talk.
And may we impose judgments that are just. Maybe then we'll be able to say, God is here now. Amen.